Uh, should we just spend a minute and just pray and just, just ask God to just continue to do what he's doing in our hearts and just open up those portals over our lives to just receive more from Thanks, The worship's always incredible and always just takes us back into that spacious place where we can rest in the Father's love. So let's just let's just do that a moment. I just thank you, Father, Son and Spirit, for the privilege of just being part of um, heavenly hosts that are um, part of our lives, part of our eternal relationships and part, part of our current relationships. We just thank you that you just encompass us in the heavenly realms today. Just thank you, Father, that everything that's on earth is um, destined to be part of what heaven is. So we just call kingdom come unto earth as it is unto heaven. And we just pray that right now that you would just manifest your glory in each one of us, that you would tenderly touch us that you would just um, focus our minds and our spirits and our bodies into one place, um, heavenward. We just hand over everything to you this morning, Jesus. All the things that we've um, thought of carrying um, mold through in our minds and our emotions, we just bring before you this morning with open arms and open hands. And we just say, come and just flood us with your glory. Flood us with your presence this morning. Just kiss us tenderly with heaven's kiss. Let us just hear the voice of the Father, hear the, the beautiful touch of, the, of the, um, the cross, Jesus' blood that has washed us clean. Let us just acknowledge all of who you are inside of all of who we are, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit, as you guide us as you continue to take us from glory to glory, that we would have our ear close to the Father's heart. That we wouldn't be distracted by life's coming and going, but we would just have our ear listening to every single heartbeat, every whisper, every um, laughter from heaven, every movement in the heavens that our ears would be attentive to. So just come and touch us and massage us with your love this morning as we just hand our hearts over to you, as we come together as a unit, as a body, um, to receive from your word this morning, to receive from your love this morning. Would you just cascade over us a living river of love, just pouring into every area of our lives, refreshing us, renewing us and giving us strength. I just saw little holes appearing in the spirit, um, in our spirit man, in the body of Christ. And I just feel as, as time goes and passivity is set into our current circumstances that the Father wants to give us life and um, almost like just get rid of all those little leaking holes that bring weakness into our spirits that cause us to be passive about our current place. And I just pray right now, Holy Spirit, that you would fill us with an outpouring of your love, that you would bring revival to our spirits, to our spirit man, 
to see out of the lenses that you've placed on us through your blood, Jesus. Not through the eyes of the world, but through the eyes of the cross. That you would give us um, insight, that you would give us strength, that you would give us vision and destiny. I pray that you would just come and touch us by your spirit today and just cause every um, little flame that's gone out to just erupt with your glory. Just declare your hope again, your hope and vision for the future to just flood us this morning. I just thank you. Just let that massage into your spirit, revival spirit. We're not talking about revival for the church on large, which it is, but revival for each one of our hearts to just be open to what the Father's saying, to be alive with the spirit of love and hope and love and wholeness and forgiveness. Thank you for the essence of your being inside of us, Jesus. Thank you for what you um, and how you gave up your life so that we might live. Prayer right there. Hey, Sharon. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you haven't seen your face here for a while. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you made it. <laughs> awesome. Cool. So, um, so next week uh, we'll be meeting in Sunningdale. Uh, we, we put on the group and I'll still send a mail out this week with the um, the address and everything. So Sharon can maybe teleport in. That'll <laughs> be cool. I think this is <laughs> Sharon as well. Um, hello, Sanel. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get into the ministry of teleporting. And, uh, what a good idea. Yeah, yeah I'd like beam me up. Jesus. <laughs> okay, I was going to read a scripture. I'm going to read in three translations just so we, we don't um, get it, get confused. Uh, Romans 8, 29 says, For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. That's the ESV. Then the New American Standard Version, it says, For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to become, be conformed to the image of his son, so that he would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And these, and these whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. And then in... Um, I don't want to say I have a preferred scripture, but I do. It's in the Passion Translation, it says, For he knew all about us before we were born and destined us from the beginning to share the likeness of his son. 
This means his son is the oldest among a vast family of brothers and sisters who will become just like him. Having determined our destiny ahead of time, he called us to himself and transferred his perfect righteousness to everyone um, he called. And those he possesses, and those who possess his perfect righteousness, he uh, co-glorified with his son. Um, and it's it's wrapped between uh, Romans eight starts with now there's no for no more condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, and it ends with this powerful statement of the unchangeable love of the Father to us, and who can ever separate us from from it. So that promise and what caught my attention was to be conformed to the image. So we've been conformed to the image. You have, um, we all know that we're not the same person the day before we bowed our knee and just in faith accepted what Jesus had done. And so we've been in this process of being conformed. And the more revelation we get, the more that the conforming and the shaping takes place. And it's not a, it's not like he's giving us it in dribs. It's almost we can only take it in little bits. And we we um, we kind of line up as life as life goes through. We just suddenly find we, we're different to people to the ones that we were a week ago, months ago, years ago. And because we've been fashioned and shaped into um, his likeness. Um, just from the, the um, Brian Simmons's notes, he says that the conformed uh, word is actually this used uh, work for harmony as well, and um, and just from that understanding, God works all things together harmoniously. So He's not panel beating us; He's harmoniously working us. This transformation is not a; it's not like a. We, we're not in some kind of chop shop getting uh, um, re realigned and reshaped. He's, he's in harmony. He's, he's uh, in harmony and union with him. We are being fashioned and shaped into the glory of heaven. And um, in the, the in verse um, 30, there's just a process which um, uh, Brian Simmons just highlights. And he says, all the verbs are past tense, those who have. It's all past tense. We, it's not something we, we're stretching into. It's something we really, pre, uh, um, we really possess. It was, it's like part of our, our predestination. We were before time. He had put a seal upon us. He had called us. And this process is, is quite, it's just, it's quite interesting. The same faith that justifies us is the faith that glorifies us. The verse gives us four golden links in the chain of our salvation. Number one, predestination. All are called. <laughs> Everyone name is known in heaven. So there's this whole scandal of predestination. <laughs> As Adam Clark said, this doctrine of perfection has been is being fiercely resisted, and so predestination, sanctification, uh, sinlessness. Actually, I saw quite a nice um, definition of sin. Um, of the yeah, it's just when we and the flesh. It's just when we allow human weakness to rule. 
not that that's such a beautiful thing when you just think like sin is not this uh, deep, deep, dark, horrible thing. It's just you, we haven't allowed the spirit to rule and reign. We've allowed our human weakness um, to get authority over us. So then there's predestination and then there's vocation. So I had to go and look up that word because vocations, maybe someplace I want to go, but that's a vacation. But uh, so what, <laughs> so vacation is, is a vocation, vocation <laughs> is a, um, it's a, it's that deep sense of calling. You know, when we responded, there was a calling in our lives. There was something which just, which just said, uh, um, this life is not enough. There has to be more. And that, like what Bill Johnson says, built into the spirit of every man, into his heart, is this little space that only God can fill. And that's where, where vocation works. It's in right here, the calling. You know, we, we were drawn. He, he woos us. And, and he, he, some get ushered in, like it's like by, with, with, with um, sheep dogs running around, yep, yep, yep. And then they go, they come through the narrow gate. Others get. The, the good shepherd just walks in front of them and they know, he knows where water is and where food is, so they just follow him. But there's that deep sense of calling. There was something that was just like, this life is not, this is just not enough. I need more. And that's him, his love, just wooing us into union with him. Then there's justification. So now we've accepted the call, then he justifies us. And he just, he makes us blameless before him and in, in, in his presence. That's why we can approach his, we can approach his throne, the throne of grace with confidence, you know? And I shared last week about whenever angels appeared to, to a man, they, they, the first thing they did was fall over in fear. And the, the first thing that the, they always did, they fell over in fear. And the, um, the angels always said to them, don't be afraid. And then they spoke to him. I mean, the, the one that appeared, the angel that appeared to, John, the, um, to Zechariah, was Gabriel. He said, I have been in the presence of, of the, the Lord. So imagine the glory that was on that angel. He was, mm -hmm. he was just covered in, the, in the, the Shekinah of Yahweh. And as he came in and he, and he ministered in the Holy of Holies to um, his son. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then the fourth part of our salvation is glorification. Now, glorification is just a beautiful, you know, just to... You, you can't work it out. We just have to accept it. We just have to like, it's like faith. Try and work faith out. You just, you can't. You just have to flop into the arms of Jesus and say, you're what you did. Your work was sufficient for me. And so there is a glory on us. And um, darkness knows it. And the unbelievers know it. And they can see it. And we've shared quite a lot about that, how um, how our witnessing doesn't need to even have words. So we're not witnessed. So we're going to, be witness, go to the ends of the earth, show them our glory. Well, just be, be the, uh, just understand that that glory is on us and people are uh, drawn to it because their, their empty space in their heart uh, connects with the full space in our heart and they, they want what we've got. They might not, a man is stubborn and proud and he might not say, I need help or help me, but, he, but the spirit man is always watching, always listening and always learning. And we have that opportunity to, to be powerful witnesses just through who we are. And then we can use words as well. And we can do, and we can do good deeds. Yeah. So if we conform to an image, and um, then who is this Jesus? We conformed into the son of Yahweh. 
And what was he like? And you just go, when, when you read the scriptures, I see JK there, we, JK and I have been like talking a little bit and, and um, um, what's happening and the, the whole reality of when, when the word was written, what was Jesus thinking? When, when, when uh, um, even in the gospels, you know, when he spoke, what was he thinking? What was, you know, there's almost a sense we can uh, find ourselves in that same place. And it's, it's beautiful to read the scriptures with that in mind. And also to know we inside looking out, we're not on the outside trying to get in. It's just that it's it, the darkness and the enemy and all those things want to keep us out. And keep it, and the only way they keep us out is by bringing an inferior revelation. They bring darkness, and they, and that's why the Lord never worked because it, it never allows us to hope and to to believe that we can we could actually be righteous. Mm. So, I just looked at uh, Thompson's. I think not Thompson Tory's topical index. I love those ones. Those men spent years recording all of these things and and searching out. Uh, um, treasures and, and I always think of them in uh, musty, dusty little uh, rooms somewhere by candlelight with a pen, uh, uh, ink, quill, and they, they're just searching the scriptures and, and in, in deep conversation with the Holy Spirit as they bring revelation. Mm. Um, I've been reading um, St. Francis of Assisi, the autobiography. Um, it's just fascinating reading uh, about. He, um, a man totally uh, captivated and ecstatic in the love of, of the Father. and um, But they never had any Bibles. They'd have to go. Him and his crew, he started with himself, then he one, two, three, but by, in, a, in a short space of time, he had over 5,000 um, people, um, sons, he called them, sons and daughters. And um, <clears throat> he, <coughs> sorry, <coughs> we're getting emotional. <laughs> but they never had Bibles, so they'd have to go to the. He had favour with the with the um, the church, so he could go and get access to the Word, and then they'd read a little scripture, and then they would just act on it. And it's 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 quite a difficult read because it's they were so sold out to the the calling that God put upon them of poverty and suffering. But the but the what is amazing is that how many. Um, just how many miracles they were just full of miracles so much glory on them and in fact at one place um the sons and daughters were praying his disciples were praying i don't know what to call it and he they they but he wasn't there and he suddenly appeared and a chariot of fire came through the room and um they knew he was with them <laughs> in another instant they saw him um suspended in the air with a with a burning cross from his head to his toe and from hand to hand he was suspended in the air and they knew that he was praying for them yeah. just beautiful surrendered life ecstatic you know they they were they punished their 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 um human weakness their flesh but they um but they lived in total joy and ecstasy the, the one guy used to just be in a permanent ecstasy. They said he was totally lost in God all the time. One of the old fathers. So just a little bit about who this um, this Jesus is, this son of Yahweh. Because he was here and he lived. And, and he, in the, um, the book of John, it says, we who touched him, 
I mean, how, how beautiful is that, that the Son of God that, for, that would be sent by the Trinity to come and to be touchable. Mm. That's how close and that's how accessible he is. He's not like, and the, the reason that we need to repeat these things is because we're slow to uh, believe them, receive them, and hold on to them. And I'm talking to me, I sometimes have to go back and reread and, and actually put my hand up and say, yes, I believe. But in, um, in Solomon 5, 6, it says he was altogether lovely. <laughs> and that's in the King James, because Tory didn't have the Passion Translation in the English. They only had one Bible, and it was the King James. And they also had maybe some ancient manuscripts. But the modern word for that would be he was totally, altogether desirable. Um, he was holy. So when these things, this is, this is who he was, but this is whose image we've been uh, conformed into. And that one of absolutely um, altogether lovely, I think so, is, is, is just a, a powerful revelation we need to accept. You know, I wasn't created. God didn't make me out of junk. You know, he didn't, he didn't make me into junk. I try to make myself junk, but he made me his desire um, when when he saw me when pre-creation he saw me as absolutely lovely and he could see that i was going to become if i just yield i would accept the loveliness the the and the the dis, um of his son and so i just want to say to everyone doesn't matter what you think of yourself heaven thinks you're altogether lovely <laughs> So we don't have to worry because later on we can hear, oh, he was he was humble. So you know the whole thing of of our earthly fleshly pride and all that rubbish. We can just sweep that off the table. It doesn't apply to us because we are surrendered to Jesus, surrendered to being conformed to His image, conformed to who He was. And I like what um, um, uh, someone said. The Passion says from the begin beginning. He predestined us from the beginning to share the likeness of his son. Imagine if every every believer believed it and we surrendered to it and we just lived out like the likeness of Jesus. Image, spirit, heart, hands. He was holy. He was exalted or worthy of complete devotion as one perfect in goodness and righteousness. And He's made us holy. He's put his holiness on us. Mm. You know, and, and most of the things like, okay, worthy of complete devotion. So who's who's going to be completely devoted to me? You know, the, we, we always go, we always see it horizontally, see it, see it vertically, see it, see, let's just get allowed yourself to be elevated up in the spirit and to look down and to to see your holiness. And to be, there's a sense of what we can do is accept that we, we devoted to our holiness, which means we align ourselves with, with all the good things. And we, it's not even, it's not a work. It's not like we, okay, I'm going to try. No, don't do that. Just surrender and believe I am. Therefore, I am. And then the Pharisees would have stoned me because I said, I am who I am. <laughs> <laughs> he was righteous. You are righteous. What's the definition of, definition of righteous? Free from guilt, 
or sin. We are free from condemnation. There is now therefore no condemnation. So, because he's imputed his righteousness to us. Mm. And sin, my, my fleshly weakness doesn't have authority over me. And when it does, I rebuke it and I put it back in its place. And then I go to the Father and I say, Lord, I'm sorry. I uh, uh, acted like um, I, I, I fell short of the glory that you've put upon me. And we just break things like that. So easy. Mm. Sure. Um, in Matthew 19, it was said, uh, one of the guys came to him and said, good, uh, good father. And Jesus asked him, why do you call me good? Because he's only one good. But he was good. People saw him as good. And I love the definition that of good being, it cannot be better. So when the Lord created, when God created the earth and he looked at it and he said, it is good. And now we've got to really water down. I'd love to know the heavenly language for good because our earthly language, good, is just not strong enough. You had a good game, but we lost. <laughs> had a good surf, but I went over the falls too many times, but it was a good surf. <laughs> Then I'm just going to run through a whole lot here. He was faithful. And just receive an impartation of faithfulness. Just receive that impartation of goodness. Receive the impartation of righteousness because Holy Spirit wants to remind us that we're righteous, that we're good, that we're faithful. Yeah. He was true. We, we're doing our best to be true to the truth, just to hold the line and not, not drift off into all kinds of strange doctrines. Just hold the line. He was just. He was innocent. He committed no sin, nor was any deceit found in his mouth. He was sinless. He was spotless. He was innocent. He was harmless. He resisted temptation. You know, it said he was t he was tempted in every single way. So the three temptations that the devil brought upon him in the desert. Um, those are not just that. That wasn't the only place time he got tempted. He he lived as a man full of the Holy Spirit. So he he knows. That's why he can be our perfect interse intercessor, because he knows what what goes. He knows he knows fear. He knows anxiety. But he but he resisted all temptation. And he is our perfect intercessor, sitting at the right hand, interceding for us. Imagine <laughs> the prayers of Jesus. You know, we have the anointed man of God and he prays for us and it's beautiful and things happen. But imagine, if we can just imagine the hand of Jesus resting on us. Jesus Christ, just resting. Imagine how powerful those prayers are. Yeah. He is obedient to God the Father. And built into us is an obedience. We like to actually obey. We're good. You know? When we, we like to, uh, when the Father says, um, I love you unconditionally and I'll never remove my love from you. Oh, that's a, we want, I want to be so obedient to that. I want to accept that and say, yes, thank you, Lord. I receive your unconditional love. He was meek and very powerful. He was lowly in heart. Sorry, the meek one. We often gentle Jesus, meek and mild, and you know it just takes our our faith and kind of dilutes it a little bit. And I grew up singing that and or saying that in, in Sunday school. But I, um, but Jesus is not 
meek in that sense. He's, he, he, he was uh, surrendered himself, but he's not weak. Mm. I love the, the, uh, the account of when they, the, the, they, the soldiers came to arrest him. And he just looked at them and they all fell over. See, that's the power that rests on him. Is merciful, he is patient, long-suffering, compassionate, benevolent, loving, self-denying, humble, uh, resigned, forgiving, and subject to his parents. <laughs> this is this is the image. This is just a, this is just a little glimpse of the image that we've been shaped into. And so, when 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 things come and want to try and persuade you differently, you know, when you're having a bad hair day and you're just like. <laughs> I'm not, you know, I'm just totally unlovable. No, you're altogether lovely. You know, that, that day when you've just lost, you lost the plot with uh, someone at work who's just rubbing up the wrong way. Um, no, I'm holy. I'm righteous. I'm actually good. You know, I love what, I don't know, what someone said, one of the Bethel guys said, you know, God doesn't only love me, he also likes me. And the starting point to total inner healing is to receive his love, but also to receive his, his, his liking you and, um, and liking yourself. Sometimes we, you know, we're just our own worst enemies. I met, I chatted to a guy one day, asked him how it's going. He said, hey, I'm fighting, I'm fighting. So I thought, well, who are you fighting with? What's the problem now? He says, I'm fighting my worst enemy. So who's your worst enemy? He says, me. I'm fighting with me. And sometimes we just have to give up that fight and accept the fact that we've been fashioned and shaped. And you know, the word also says we're a brand new creation. You know, we, we're, not a, we're not a souped up old uh, um, beetle. We are brand new Maseratis. Mm. Nice. <laughs> Top of the range. Not like the one that burnt out on the M4, the Ferrari that caught fire the other day. Maybe we will catch fire. You get too close to the fire, we'll catch on fire. So I just wanted to bless you with that word. Keep us, um, keep us aligned. Keep yourself aligned. That's why I love the word. I love, I love the the um, <laughs> the written word. I love the spirit word. I love the. Um, um, I just love the way that it just takes us and it just does supernatural spiritual chiropractic. On our spiritual man mm. and um, I'm just <laughs> crab <laughs> okay you want to share something yeah. okay Liz wants to share something um, just in uh, just preparing a little bit just preparing my heart really for to just be soaked by his presence ongoing because we know that it's it's not just a one one time experience it's an ongoing experience with him and i just felt him saying this i'm i'm for you not against you i have a future for you to to build you up and not to break you down and um i just wrote down some things that he he put on my heart for us as we present our hearts before him so i just want you to do that in in prayer now and um uh, I, I just also felt this, like this prophetic stirring that our circumstances are not our circumstances. They're tools in our hands to pave a future, to pave the road before us. So we can, uh, 
look at our circumstances and lean on them as if they are a dealing a whatever blow to us or whatever the case is or whatever however you see your circumstances but pick up what they are and use them to cut away the debris that's in front of you to use it to to give you strength and not bring you down not to make you weak but in actual fact to give you a strength to go forward and when the enemy throws things at you pick it up and um, use just say thank you and pick it up and use those things in order to move forward into a new dimension and our new dimension is our old dimension as and saying it's it is our reality it's recalibrating us keeping us centered in him um so i just felt this so just just receive this i mean you might identify with some or none or maybe one and yeah. um, when this reads this the um just keep this in mind is that whenever um someone came to jesus and said i am um, you know i need healing there was a blind man who said i need my sight back um jesus said your faith has healed you now receive your sight and it's almost their, their belief that that jesus was the messiah and the, uh, the father um uh, he'd been sent that that thing there's something that happens in there you can't give 10 points on it but there's something that happens upon them as les reads these we're just going to we're going to take hold of them in faith yeah. And believe, yes, he has a purpose and a plan. Um, so I just declare these things over us today. New opportunities for the road ahead. Open doors where there were closed doors or maybe none at all. Refreshing and rest in this time where things have, haven't got a shape, but to be refreshed and stay in rest as the father moves us from this footstep into the next break the cycle of hopelessness so i just declare that right now father to break the cycle of hopelessness over all of our lives in one way or another we receive the spirit of this world and it doesn't bring us life it brings us hopelessness. So I just declare right now a breaking into the atmosphere and the surroundings of our spirits that we would feel love and love abundantly, breaking the spirit of hopelessness, giving us a view into the newness, the freshness, the, the wholeness of our journey going forward. Healing paralysis of spirit. I felt that sometimes we 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 feel so low in looking at our circumstances looking at life that we become paralyzed that we don't feel like we can actually even take one step forward you feel like you can't get out of bed in the morning you don't want to it's just like everything is looking gray hopelessness and paralysis just takes us into a doldrum of self-pity and self-analyzing where um we know that what we see and what we look at is the old man. It's not the new man that Jesus has uh, given us freedom to walk in. Revival fire to break out in each and every heart. So maybe you can't see the hope for yourself, but when you look at someone else, see the revival fire for them. Declare past yourself, not just look at your own circumstances in your own heart. When you look around you, just declare revival fire. 
you look at your children or your your parents or your siblings or somebody walking in the street just declare a vow of fire over them you don't have to know them the ability to stand and not waver to keep even if you're reading one line of scripture a day or you're remember remembering a verse keep on the rock that is our stable place that is our sure place that we don't get toppled over that's the place we stand his word alone is true not what we're reading around us his word alone keeps us stable keeps our lives alive full of fire full of hope full of the future create new ways to approach our future so we you know we mature all of us are mature in uh, in our age and our walk with god but we every single day is a new day every day we need to look at with new lenses on we are a created ongoing renewed uh, beings so every single day there's something new in god that we can taste we can feel we can be creative in we can move forward in and i believe that he's he's taking us he's nudging us forward um fear uh, paralyzes us as i said just now there's a there's a paralysis i feel that is just everywhere most people i come across have just got this like oh but it's just the way it is well we don't have to settle with that we are the ones that bring heaven down onto earth we're the ones that bring fire into areas that look damp that it's it's not possible to see the fire just blazing again with glory but we declare glory right now onto the face of the earth into every life into every circumstance we see the fire of god raging so we just pray right now father god mm -hmm. that every heart will be revived every heart would feel the hope of heaven surging through their bodies right now we don't talk about just our own personal lives as we receive but we we declare right now ripple effect from heaven to just go into the ends of the earth as we maybe pass um newsstands or the newspaper that just declares bad news we declare good news we declare the good news of heaven into every situation into states and countries and border across our borders across the continents of the world we declare your good news right now the blanket of oppression as it rests on on the, the globe we declare right now that the holes that will come through are the the um, anointing of god just piercing through the the surroundings of the globe that just bring light into dark areas light into different lives into homes into circumstances, into businesses, into families, into relationships, into marriages, into sick bodies. We declare your glory right now. We declare your hope right now. We break the spirit of hopelessness. Where depression has been our norm. We just break that in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, it is not our nature. It's not our character. Our nature is Jesus' nature. Healing and redemption, goodness, forgiveness wholeness we just declare that right now we recalibrate our lives in the life of christ right now in jesus name we pray for those that are struggling now father we pray for those that are limping 
and feel wounded and taken out. We pray for them that you would lift them up, that you would redeem them, that you would show them where the doors are, that you would rebuild their broken roads, that they would find hope again to walk in strength with their heads held up high. We pray for all circumstances, Father, ones that we can't even see, things we don't even know. We pray for our governments. We pray for the leading of our nations. We pray for everybody around us, medical workers, doctors, teachers, people who have access to many, many lives. We pray for your anointing and your power to rest on us, Father. We pray you lift the blanket of oppression over us and our families in Jesus' name. I, I see tomorrow, um, tomorrow, even today, I see a, a door open where there wasn't even a, a visible indication that there could be a door. We go forward into tomorrow and we bring, we pull in the future prophetically, Father, and we see that door open. And we open it right now in Jesus' name, a door of hope, a door of creativity, a door of new opportunities, refreshed relationships, right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We just give you the glory, Jesus. We give you all the glory. We give you all the glory, Jesus. And I just also pray for the um, those bloodlines that sometimes we feel we are subject to, things that come through families or cultures. I just pray that you break them in our minds, yeah, Lord. Thank you. Just break them right now. Just sever them by your goodness right now, Jesus. Your body was severed for our for our um, redemption. And I just pray that you would just do that right now in our spirits. Just break the bloodline of what was. We are new creations. We have a new DNA. And we rest in that today, yeah, Jesus. Thank you. Mish, do you want to share that, what you saw in the in the worship? Yes, I, I was so excited. I wanted to share in the beginning, and I thought, no, just be quiet. <laughs> we were in a corridor, all of us, and there were lots of doors. And people were, and doors were closed, and people were hanging on to some of the doors, and people were walking past doors. And as you walk past, some of the doors just like, you know, when you step on an automatic door, that as you walk past the door, the door open, and there was different doors that you could go in, but God says, no, wait, just, just wait, because the last door is the best door, mm -hmm. and it's coming right now, yeah. and it's going to be sudden, suddenly for us. No. He says, just, don't just go into, in a rush into any door, just, just rest in him, wait in him, because as we, we, as kids, we grow up, and as in our spirit, spirituality, <laughs> we're growing all the time. We, you're just doing it naturally. You're yeah. just growing in him naturally. Don't force it. Yeah, you yeah. know, don't force anything. Just as you're walking past these doors, if God's going to pull you into that door, he will pull you in it. Just wait for the last door is the best door. That's what I saw. Awesome. Thanks, Mish. Thanks, Mish. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Sure. Confirmation. We receive that in sure. Jesus' name. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. 
Anyone else want to share something? You just need to unmute, Sharon. I wasn't sure I was allowed to unmute. <laughs> we will mute you, especially if you're the dogs yapping in the background. <laughs> It will be a clock, but we've gone past nine. That child, <laughs> the church clock, it's so loud. Our, our house reverberates every hour. <laughs> um, no, I just, I, I was watching a program yesterday on gardening. It's scary. I'm feeling my age. But it just reminded me they showed um, a, the, a secret garden, you know, from that book. And I just felt funny enough before Mish um, said, that there was a delight for the, the, that book and the children to find the secret garden. And I felt almost like, even though we, we're dealing with everyday stuff and there is that feeling of hopelessness, God is tending a garden and we just have to find it. And it's there, mm. it's not hidden, yeah. but it's almost like he wants you to find it. It's part of the adventure of, of a relationship with him. Mm. And then when you find that door and that just that wonder and um uh just the wonder of his goodness when you open that door and that garden is full of beauty and just ready for you to be and you don't even really have to tend it mm. but it's just always keeping in mind that that it's there for us to find yeah yeah so that's just with the yeah anyway that was that thank awesome. you that's great thanks Sharon. awesome Amish, other mish i think it's mish <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to a word this morning. It was so brilliant. I just want to share it quickly. Yeah. Um, everything happened to Jesus in the wilderness. The greatness happened in the wilderness. And when we're in the wilderness, mm -hmm. it's, um, it's actually God is taking away your distraction because when we're in the the we got everything and we, we're busy and we're doing this work and we're making money. You you tend to pull away from God because you're so distracted on doing the things that you have to do to get what you want. And in this wilderness, there's nothing really to distract you. So you should have good cheer. And I know it, sound, I know it sounds ridiculous, but you should have good cheer and good gratitude that you are in a place that there's no distraction and you can put your eyes on him. And not get distracted by the phone calls, the the, the WhatsApps, the, you know, the, yeah. the people running around you. Because in the wilderness, greatness happens. Yeah. And just be of good cheer that you can actually listen to God in that time. Yeah. yeah. I, I just thought it was, it was a brilliant word. It, it yeah. really we need it now. while we in this wilderness? Yeah. And it's just that's when you you look for God. You look for things. You look for answers. Yeah. But when you've got everything, it's like oh, I don't need answers. I've got everything. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was um, Teresa of Avila, she said, um, God speaks through everything. So he's, he speaks through all the good things, but he also speaks through the pain and through the suffering and the sickness. Even, you know, they also had some strange doctrines. So when, when um, I think I gave Gail the PDF for um, um, St. Francis, um, chew the meat, spit the bones. If, and if it's the meat tasting like bones, then spit them. Okay. Mm -hmm. We don't, we don't chew bones anymore. But what for me, that's the, that's the word that's, that speaks is like, it, we, we never separated from him. So yes, I might, 
I might have a stomach bug and I'm in bed, but God is still speaking to me and I can, I can still dialogue and work uh, um, greatness out of everything. So, you know, in, in line with that word, you know, and then the wilderness and we don't, we don't want to, some people live in the wilderness, wilderness forever and we don't want to be those people living in the wilderness forever. But while we're there, let's, let's see him taking, uh, um, you know, he says he turns deserts into springs and oases and he, and he can do anything. So through our circumstances, he can do anything and everything. All we've got to do is have faith and just believe it. Like in Jesus's words, yeah. your faith. And um, so the, yeah, just. No, no, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry that I work, I, I do Zoom at work here in meetings. Yeah. <laughs> um, just that the, the wilderness thing is always, I think I've told Lisa, I, I, I think it's Hosea 3, but it's always interested me that in Hosea, it says that he allures us into the wilderness. Mm. And it, I find that word allure is so fascinating because it's almost like, you know, he's, he's, he's kind of calling us into the wilderness. It's not, it's not always a bad thing. Yeah. Because if you carry on reading, like what you said, and what he gives us in the wilderness yeah. is amazing. But it is that mindset of it, the wilderness isn't the desert. Yeah, yeah. yeah. two different places. Yeah. And what we get in the wilderness, if we allow God, if we listen to that that calling and that wooing and that alluring into it, yeah. um, is where we get our secret garden raining. Yeah. It's yeah. where we get everything that we we yearning for. But I think sometimes we're afraid of the wilderness because it's not it's not the garden. <laughs> That's right. Well, I, th I think we sometimes live under, um, you know, the 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 the, the fullness of grace um, broke the curses of the law, and so when things go our way, we go, oh, I'm blessed, and when things don't go away, we think we're cursed. But now we pull ourselves back under the law. But we stay in the grace and the, power, the empowerment of God. Yeah. Um, the one definition that I read of grace is it's the ability to succeed. So in that place, grace will enable us to succeed mm -hmm. if we um, just accept his grace and, 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 and rest in, the, in his faith. Mm -hmm. So it's that, that uh, um, um, we, we, because things aren't going our way doesn't mean we now have... Uh, um, sinned and we we and now God's punishing us because it's not the wilderness is not a place of, of uh, um, punishment it's actually a place of growth and that's what Mishy was saying it's like this blessing to be found and it's and it's to 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 find the blessing in everything you know it's it's a, it's, a, it's a hard it's a tough doctrine that okay but it's it's um, uh, um, but it's but it is it's it's of the truth you know yeah yeah we um i think we've mentioned this before but we um we haven't finished it yet but the the course with uh, john crowder and he talks a lot about contemplation and we think we know how to contemplate so contemplative prayer is really just sitting in his presence and letting him soak you with his love and it's amazing without words of your own and requests and prayer requests. I mean, we know we have got like pages of prayer requests. Uh, just sitting in his presence, how much he feeds your spirit and how much you come out of those times. And it's, I mean, you can stretch yourself. You start with uh, maybe five minutes or whatever the case is. But if you can learn to do that more and more, 
the refreshing and the things that take place that deposit into your spirit are incredible. And I just want to encourage you, if you can take time aside and contemplate in his presence, you probably hear nothing at the time. But just as you see yourself going through the day and you navigate yourself during the day, it's amazing how much you really realize how much you receive from that time. So I don't know if that makes sense, but um, I don't get a lot of contemplative time, but the gaps that I do get, um, it's incredible how it gives me strength. And I realize, oh, actually the Holy Spirit showed me that in my quietness, but I didn't have words for the, the deposit in my spirit until I started walking out my journey. And that can be during the day or during the week or whatever the case is. Just find yourself in that peaceful place and allow him to love on you. Without all your requests, without all your anxieties of what you need to accomplish, just rest in him. And rest is not the, you know, being inactive. It's just letting him love on you. Mm. That love will break a lot of stuff through into your life. And, and just knowing how to receive and drink deep of him. You don't even have to feel him. Just acknowledge he's there and just wait on him. And just uh, have your coffee and just sit in his presence. Awesome. Wonders. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, yeah. Um, as John, in this course, John said, okay, we're going to do a little contemplation. A stillness exercise, that's really all it is. It's being quiet, you know, just let, being quiet, be still to know that I'm God. You know, it's that kind of, of um, that's that place, you know, and rest, um, I think Bill Johnson said, it's not the absence of work, it's a presence of peace. Mm -hmm. So in that place of peace, we just, we sit in there, and then, and that's where we also, like in stillness, we hear the voice of the, of the Holy Spirit and the Father so quite clearly, mm -hmm. but we're just not used to it. We have to practice it, you know. Um, so... Yeah, there are some meetings, there are some things where guys will just contemplate for an hour or two. Imagine how long an hour is of stillness. And us, for us charismatics, we love noise, <laughs> flashing lights and loud guitars. Imagine just, okay, guys, ding. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you in an hour. <laughs> but, um, and John said this, so when you do it, okay, just sit there and you say, okay, you're not allowed to move, you're not allowed to do anything, you just sit. Even if your nose gets itchy, you're not allowed to scratch it. <laughs> Truth Bob, five seconds in, my nose was so itchy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, does anyone want to share anything else? Remember to unmute. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hey, Sharon. Nice to see your face. <laughs> um, I just, uh, last week, so we've been through quite a tough time for a long period of time, like many other people, but the last two weeks have been quite intense. And um, I realized that I've been um, kind of living under this lie uh, because of this hard time. Um, like the one night, I was just like, God, you know, I just need you to talk to me why are you so quiet and i did that thing you know where you <laughs> we open the bible you gotta just talk to me and then sometimes it opens where the wrath of god and the fire and the whatever you go like okay not that one <laughs> anyway, I, didn't, I didn't quite do that but uh, um, i um i have the mirror app on my phone and um 
I opened it and I just started reading 2 Timothy 2. And initially I read, and I was like, oh, it's one of those, you know, where you just open it and you're hearing the wrong thing. But it ended up being this beautiful thing where God ministered to me. And it was like in the middle of the night, um, just like a dad. And I just realized how beautiful it was when Paul spoke to Timothy. He was so fatherlike and so nurturing. Mm. And we've been in a very opposite kind of um, environment. We've had a lot of trouble with uh, family and all sorts of things. Um, and then this one, it, the whole thing was beautiful. So go read it if you want, especially this edition was lovely. But um, here in verse 15, it says, without any delay, uh, sorry, do I have the right one? Yeah. Live your life from a place where you are familiar with the complete approval of God. You do not need to apologize for the fact that your experience might be a contradiction to your faith. What God believes about you needs no defense. There is such an immediate authority and clarity. Sorry, I'm out of breath. Truth triumphs over um, every contradiction. It makes a clear-cut division between light and darkness. The word of truth shows distinctly that the duty-driven law of works and annoyances and the love-driven law of perfect liberty have nothing in common. And when um, this particular verse just made me realize I've been thinking in my head that somehow what we're going through is related to, I don't know, you know, it's our guilt. It's our, I think everyone goes through that at some point, you know, when you go through an extended period of difficulty, at some point you think, what the hell is wrong with me? You know, why, like, why again, why this, why so long? How, what's the purpose of this? I mean, we feel small and we feel, broken down and we don't feel like we're benefiting anyone um and so when i read this i just realized i think that's a thing when our circumstances contradict who who we are um, um it doesn't mean that god is not like what everyone said it doesn't mean that god doesn't have a purpose for it we, we don't quite understand but i can more and more see just what, what how we've shaped inside what we've left behind like the things falling off us, you know, stuff from, from our youth and um, and also just how my compassion for people are, how it's growing and how I see in a different light. So those are, you know, we always try and justify and say why, but anyway, it was a comfort for me to yeah. know that God doesn't work like that, you know. Yeah, um, you know, I, anyway, I hope. Well, yeah. Timothy? Where was it? 2 Timothy? 2 Timothy 2. Yeah, and I read it out of the, the mirror, so I, I, I must actually do the passion and see what it says there. Yeah. <laughs> but, and that was verse 15. Yeah. Thank you. Cool, man. Sorry, Hans. Yes. And uh, just when Sanal was talking there, I just closed my eyes. I just had a picture of a, um, a rose, but with the, the leaves and... Um, or just leaves around a flower, and I just saw I just saw holes in the leaves, and I was thinking, oh, it's like just speaking of like a type of brokenness. And um, but then I saw the flower was still there, and I saw a bee come, and the bee came into the flower, it took the pollen, and it left. And I just really just got the sense that sometimes we just see like that brokenness, but the bee still comes, the flower does what it needs to do, it supplies the pollen to the bee and 
and life just carries on. And it was just sometimes the, the way we see things and we, we look at the flower and we see the holes and we see the brokenness, but, but yet our identity is still in, in what we give out. And I guess we're always talking about the river that flows from within us because Jesus is in us. And, you know, like that just carries on and we just, yeah, I guess we just need to be challenged in terms of the way we see ourselves. Yeah. Just yeah. not let the circumstances and, yeah. and like the beauty is still within us and people still feed off the beauty that's within us. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Um, uh, I, I just remembered something now that's um, it's just current in my space. So um, it's in my mind. been praying for a friend of mine who has been um, in the same work environment for years and it's quite, it's a hard environment and it's, it's quite, um, not degrading, but it can be quite heavy. And um, she just said she sent out her CV to so many places and um, honestly, this is the last time she's going to do this. And anyway, she sent out her CV and I just felt such a, a strength for her and I just said to her, you know, I really feel that this is going to be your, this is your call. This is your time. And she's 67. She's not like spring chicken. She's 67 and she's going, I've got this in me, but I, I don't want to do this anymore. And I, I need to move on. And anyway, she phoned me on Friday and she got the job hmm. of, you know, and she's, she has sent her CV out a lot. And I just, it just gave me such a, uh, just a beacon of hope and strength. Dare we give up? Dare we, dare we give up while we have breath in us to live? We have breath until the very last breath, and who knows how long that is. It, it could be, I don't know, soon, and it could be for a very long time. We could still be around for many, many years. Are we, are we going to give up today? We've got to have breath till the very last moment and hope and strength to carry on and giving others hope too <coughs> because that's the earth and those around us that is all they got even if we are not in contact with the people that we'd like to be in contact with let me tell you something our strength we are the beacons we are the lights that switch on on the earth and out of us oozes the presence and the power of god you're touching people you are the light that switches on when there's power failure we're the ones that stay on. We, we are not subject to load shedding. We are the light. So I, I just want to encourage you. It doesn't matter what's, how many times you've gone down the same road. It's okay. Try again. Try again. Don't give up. Mm. Cool. Can I pray for us? There's, um, it's just the Holy Spirit's really, really just encouraging us, eh? he knows us and he knows he knows our hearts he knows our thoughts he knows our emotions he knows what we're feeling he knows what we're seeing um and i just i love the truth that he's just very good at everything and so what we're going to do is just and these words he's it's all just been in a in a in a, in a vein you know there's been this theme that he's just encouraging us in so i just want to pray strength and uh, favor over us and uh, breakthrough you know we we always on breakthrough because everyone's broken 
everyone needs breaks. <laughs> okay. So, so what do we, and, and we can never get to stage where we go like, Oh, I'm broken through, you know, we, we, we just, we, we that's, that's just the, the, the fragility of life, you know? And um, so I just want to pray that the strength over us to, to walk through that, that door, the right door, and that we would be agents, we would be recipients of breakthrough and agents of breakthrough. Because yeah. people in, in the world right now need breakthrough. You just have to get, stop at one traffic light and you can you can just see the need that for people to break have breakthrough. Mm-hmm. And But he's mm-hmm. sent us a angel of breakthrough. So we're going to commission him yes. and we're going to um, just rest. In his, in his goodness. Yeah. So, Father, I do that right now. I just want to, just we just lift each other up in the spirit realm. It's almost in a sense, it's a it's a mercy we're not all together because we can just exercise another realm of our gifting, is to is to be one in spirit and uh, and to lift each other up. And we just lift each person's circumstances. We bring them before you as as part of your beloved. We the love in us compels us to call out. For each other's circumstances and to commission breakthrough into each other's lives and um it's it's what's motivated us to share the words we have and and so today we just i just want to speak a release of 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 that uh, of your anointing and your power over us lord we want to thank you for that door we want to thank you for the many doors that keep us excited but there's that one door that's going to bring us total peace and i just want to pray for for that right now in jesus name and i just pray away the confusion of which door which door we we say no we our spirits and your spirit are one and we will know there will be such a sense of peace in us so i just want to pray that over us right now father i want to pray where we need um healing there would be a breakthrough for healing where there would uh, be where we would need material things i want to pray for that breakthrough uh, for homes for businesses um, for friends, for for um, children, I just want to pray, Lord, just a sense of Your hand um, on us. Your Your word says Your hand is not too short, and Your power is not insufficient. Mm-hmm. And I speak the l- yes. full length of Your hand yes, and the Lord. full sufficiency of Your power yeah. in us, over us, and through us. Yes, in Jesus' name, yes, and um, yeah, I just bless. Thank you, we thank You for our blessing. We. We receive our blessing, and we—that's we, the place we're going to live in. Is, is the the place of blessing, and I pray that in the precious name of yes, Jesus, Jesus Christ, Jesus. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and they all said, "Amen." Amen. <laughs> so, um, so next week <laughs> we'll we'll see what we. Uh, um, yeah, we'll send out a mail and let everybody know how we're going to do. We're going to try and keep. We have a, a um, we we hoping to keep some streaming going. We've been pretty useless at it. I've always been forefront of technology, and then I woke up one day and I realised I was in the back of the line of technology. I don't know what's going on anymore. I can't even run a Facebook page, let alone uh, do a live streaming church live stream. But anyway, we're praying that someone might um, know what to do, and we could get it right, um, especially for the guys that are uh, not in Durban. Um, but we'll send out a mail and uh, let you all know. Have a fantastic rest of your life, <laughs> and we For love you. And yeah, <laughs> and we love you deeply. Yeah, and um, till we see you soon. Thanks, guys. 
Cheers, cheers. Love you, love you, love you. Cheers. JK, keep digging deep, brother. It's never too late to to have fresh revelation. (laughs) Cheers, cheers. Bye.